Hey everybody and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman and as you know, I love to bring you uh, an introduction to some of my most favorite people. Uh, God has blessed me with the opportunity to have really amazing people in my life. You've met some of them already if you've already been listening to my podcast. Uh, if you haven't been listening and this is the first time that you stumbled onto the podcast, hey, thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm super glad you're here and I want to introduce you to one of those people today. And today joining me on this podcast is Jermaine Onorecker. And uh, we have known each other for years uh, in spurts. Uh, we met, then we didn't talk to each other for a long time, and then we like cross our, God crossed our paths again, and, and some things like that. And so I'm just really excited that God's brought her back into my life. Uh, she's an amazing woman of God. She's an amazing mom and wife and uh, business person, entrepreneur. She's just a really all around great and amazing lady. And so welcome to the podcast, Thank Jermaine. You. And so we were just talking before we went on the air and I'm like, her name is uh, on a record. And I'm like, oh, it, I always want to make sure I get everybody's name right. Right. And like, cause I have that name, Melissa, that most <laughs> people get wrong. And so I like to get people's names right. And so she was saying it's on a record. Like what? Where you don't want your car to be. <laughs> Where you don't want your car to be. And I think when you have, when you have unusual names like that, you always find some way uh, to help people either remember how to say them or figure out how to pronounce them or whatever. Yeah. So how long have you been using where you don't want your car to be as a way to describe your name? Well, my husband has had it longer than me, so he <laughs> came up with that. And so I took it from him. And uh, so I have two doozies. I've uh -huh. got Jermaine honor record right and so i usually just go by jermaine but i hate leaving the honor record part off so i'll say that <laughs> all right um so jermaine is uh, lives in oklahoma city metro area actually edmund and uh so tell us a little bit about you what do we need to know oh uh, well um my kids are graduated high school so, whoa yeah we're in a totally new phase of life so it's super fun just figuring out what we're gonna be doing. And I feel like we're on a great path to figure that out. And it's also fun reflecting, you know. Sure. They are, they're still at home. And so we get to see them making choices and, you know, and I feel like they're just doing a great job. I'm so proud of them. And, um, and that so, says yeah. a lot about your, your ability to, to parent them in the younger years of their life. Your kids were homeschooled yeah. par partially or fully. We homeschooled until ninth grade, uh -huh. and then we all said, okay, we're done. So uh, we did classical conversations, and uh, earlier on, we did tons of field trips, and we read great literature, and we had a great homeschool mentor and a group that we journeyed with. So yeah, it was, it was great. I wouldn't have traded it for anything, but it was hard to. I mean, homeschooling is definitely a daily choice. Right. So. And and I have a son who's considering homeschooling his children and a son that has his children in public school. And um, and I'm always, I, I was kind of glad that like the homeschool phase wasn't um, like such a big deal when my kids were young because mm -hmm. like, bless their heart, like I have, I struggled helping them with their homework and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I mean, like I have a college degree, so I'm not illiterate, Yeah. but uh, I just found that I, like I've forgotten how to do fifth grade math. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> and besides that, they teach it totally different now than they used yeah. to when I was in school. And so, mm -hmm. uh, but so make homes talk a little bit about your homeschooling um, for homeschooling experience. Kind of, do you have some words of wisdom or piece of advice that you would give? For instance, my kids who are considering the option of homeschooling their children. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I was super fortunate to be under the tutoring of Cheryl Lang, who is a local lady. She homeschooled her five kids. She was a pioneer. She was homeschooling when it was, you know, illegal. Right. And so um, she taught us how to do it well. And so the, the idea of behind homeschooling, I feel, is, and what she taught us was to um, cultivate a love of learning so that, you know, we're not going to hit every single um, history event or you know, we may not get everything right, but if our kids have a love of learning, they're going to fill in those gaps. So um, it's not going to, it's, it's, they're not going to come back and hate us for their education <laughs> because they are, uh, they're, they're loving learning and they're reading and they're um, educating themselves. And so that's what we cultivated in our house. We wanted them to take charge of their education. And so we gave them the tools and what I realized about myself, and this is huge. This is, well, first of all, let me say when they're little, they do not have to start reading when they're six. They don't have to um, do everything on the markers that the public school system has set for us. And so when they're ready to read, that's when you teach them to read. Just like when they're ready to learn how to tie their shoes, that's when you teach them so that you don't have to keep teaching them over right. and over. You teach them one or two times and they got it. So um, having fun with them, you know, like through fourth grade, we, no, up to fourth grade, we did a lot of field trips. We read amazing classic literature. We talked, we played games, you know, math games, education games. And um, and then, so they were building, they were getting their education blocks that way because there's right. so many ways to learn. Then in fourth grade, we started a more formal education. And so we... Uh, went with classical conversations because what I learned about myself is I'm not a very good doing the same thing every day kind of person. So I really needed some accountability on my end. You right. know, we had a teacher we were accountable to. She would teach the lessons at the co-op and then we would go home and the kids would accomplish them and I would facilitate. So, so were you a straight A student in school growing no. up? No, I was until junior high and then I don't know what happened. Okay. <laughs> Wait, okay, so I was a military kid. Uh-huh. And I feel like I, I guess I'm just grateful I have an education because we moved all around and you know, different areas are doing different things at different times. And so I was in Enid in elementary and then we moved to Germany. I was in junior high there. Then we moved to Alabama for one year. I was in ninth grade there. And then we moved to the Washington DC area, tip through twelfth grade there. Right. So it was kinda hard you know, with that, but I, uh, I, I became a lover of learning after high school. Right. Yeah. So my, I guess my question then, and the kind of the point I wanted to see about was, there's this concept that in order to be a homeschooler, mom, parent, whether, I mean, dad's homeschool, mm -hmm. mom's homeschool, whatever, that you have to be like uh, a four-point student in high school with, you know, a college degree in education, and you have to be able to, you know, you, like, average run-of-the-joe moms and dads just um run-of-the-joe i don't know what that run-of-the-mill <laughs> yeah. uh everyday joe mom and dads mm -hmm. uh maybe really aren't fit to homeschool their children yeah that's not true i actually didn't go to college my husband has a master's <clears throat> degree but um what i found and in edmund especially i think oklahoma city now too you can get over involved um, there are so many tools out there. There's so much 
there there's so many aids to help mm-hmm. you and there's tutors there's co-ops there's band sports i mean whatever choir whatever you want to do there's somebody there to help you you don't have to be the genius okay and i know a lot at homeschooling is much more prominent now than it was uh even 20 years ago mm-hmm. uh but one of the things one of the sort of what would you say are the two of the biggest myths about homeschooling one for sure and i'm sure everybody is thinking the same thing is what about socialization right <laughs> i was just thinking that yeah. Yeah. yeah because um you know and what we found is that we're we're social people by nature right and so our kids are going to behave like we do and so whether we send them to school or not and so um we talked with our kids we went places with our kids and they they just became very social um, as a matter of fact, I had a we were at an event and my kids were the only kids there because we were putting it on and uh, this older gentleman came up to me and he goes, "Are your kids homeschooled?" And I said, "Yeah. How did you know? Because I didn't know this guy." Right. And uh, he said, "Well, they they talked to me," and I was like, "Oh, okay." So to him, that was a sign. You know, homeschool kids really don't have a. I'm in third grade boundary. They're just the world is their you know playground, and so they just include everyone in their conversations. And so um, I feel like they're really, uh, they've been, our family told us that they're very social. That yeah. We did a good job socializing them. Yeah. And um, then the other thing that I hear a lot of people say is, oh, I just couldn't do that. I just, no, I just couldn't do that. Because what they're, what, what they're doing is thinking of their kids in the context of them going to school all day and then coming home. And so, but what if you had your kids all the time what would they be like then? Like we take our kids on a weekend vacation and uh, it takes them a whole, you know, 24 hours to get into the groove of, okay, we're chilling at the river. And we're gonna just have a good time together. Well, I feel like it's the same way with school. You know, kids are all hyped up on their school schedule and this is the way we do everything with school. But if they're home all the time with you, then they get into your groove. Right. And so it becomes very doable. And, uh, you know, kids are just super flexible and they'll just go with the flow. What about extracurricular activities? Sport. Didn't you have, don't you have a yeah. son who plays sports? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and how, because I know coming from my child being in a public school where they start sports very early in age so that when you get to the high school level and your, your kids started to school in ninth, ninth or 10th grade, mm-hmm. um, if they hadn't played prior to that, they would be so far behind the curve that it might be hard for them to play at a competitive level. So how did you guys navigate those, how do you navigate those kind of things homeschooling? Well, Jack played baseball and football and Marie played volleyball. She actually played a few sports and then landed on volleyball. She really liked it. And Dwayne, my husband, is a natural coach. So he coached them in the backyard. He would take them to the gym. Uh, the basketball courts, whatever, and he loved coaching them. And so um, just getting in the backyard and playing with the kids gave them, you know, it's one-on-one coaching instead of being coached with a team of people around mm-hmm. you. And so that really did give them a leg up. And then the uh, we were really impressed with the homeschool sports, okay. you know. And so we didn't feel like there was anything lacking. Jack actually went from homeschool football and baseball to uh, Memorial High School ninth grade football and baseball and it was a seamless transition that's awesome so i think that's a great way to dispel some of the myths yeah about homeschooling because i think you know like i said it is becoming way more popular mm-hmm. and uh it is something that it 
we're always afraid of the unknowns mm -hmm. and and sometimes the unknowns are either a rumors we've heard or uh, you know just things we've thought about in our own head that we've that you know has become distorted in in comparison to actual reality and I think it's really nice to have somebody who can dispel those homeschool myths uh, mm -hmm. about that I have uh, my brother actually has twin girls who are four or almost four and uh, he is going to he has chosen to homeschool them but they are also uh, you know the good thing about it is you can homeschool from wherever you're at mm -hmm. right like if, yeah. if I decide to take six months off and travel the United States in a mobile home motor home yeah. I, I can my kids can stay in school they can also get all of the benefits of, of the things that we would see along the way they would get more exposure to different kinds of uh, things that they would never get in in a traditional mm -hmm. schoolroom setting yeah and so I think that's a I think that's a really <clears throat> positive side of that and with the technology age and and the you know advancement that we have in technology connecting is is really really uh, simple mm -hmm. and and seamless from anywhere in the world because of that thing called the World Wide Web right exactly yeah so uh, so she's a homeschool mom but she's also uh, one of the things that Jermaine is doing is she's teaching a, a Bible study and that started this week right mm -hmm. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about how you became a Christ follower. Well, I have been in church my whole life and um, grew up in a denominational church. Loved it. Loved my church experience. And um, But then I, I just started, and I guess it was in my 20s, I started realizing, you know, there's more. And I just went on this, I guess it was a fairly intense journey trying to figure out what the more was. Right. And... Um, the thing that got me on that path was I, at Scope Ministries here in Oklahoma City, they have Be Transformed. So they were doing that at the church we were going to, and I took that, and then I realized, wow, I need to make this part of my spiritual DNA. Right. So I took it three more times, and then I taught it three times. <laughs> so she is entrenched. <laughs> yeah. It's and fully so, part of who you are. Yeah, and so my husband was like, what are you doing? You're changing. And so he loved it so much, he started teaching with me. And um, so anyway, that was fun doing that together. And then um, I, so it was really interesting because one of the things that led to the next phase was I lost hearing in my ear. And within a year, ringing started happening. And by the time my kids were probably eight and six, the ringing was, you know, we have tile in our house and it was just too much with the kids being home and tile. And um, I had the news on one night, it was 10 o'clock and they did a five minute segment on the healing rooms in Tulsa. Okay. And so <clears throat> I was like, we're going there. So <laughs> we packed up the kids and we went there. And um, when I, when they were praying for me, I think the ringing subsided. I still have hearing loss in that ear, but um, I know that I was that I was just filled with the Holy Spirit, and my life has never been the same since. So I, I kind of look at that as my, you know, I had the seeker where I was seeking, and then had this major turning point where everything changed. Right. And when I read the Bible, I could understand it more intimately mm -hmm. I could hear the Lord speaking to me and I just went on this amazing love intimacy getting in the presence of the Lord journey that I did not know existed and right. so um, that is that it, it's been foundational in where I am now which I think is 
I grew up in a denominational church, and, mm-hmm. and we are by no means bashing denominational churches. No way. They are great. Uh, they are wonderful. Some denominations, I mean, in every denomination, feels like they have the most truth, yeah. and 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 that's why they are who they are, and that's great, and there is, there is something great in every denominational church. Well, uh, yeah, and I just want to say go with ahead. that, that um, the Lord helped me see that. He, he was... Um, on this journey, he wanted me, because I was kind of upset with the church. I'm like, why did I have to look so hard outside the church for these answers? And um, so one day I was telling the Lord about, you know, the beef I had with his bride. <laughs> and so I was like, I know. I got a problem with your bride, yeah, God. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I, I know you don't want me to feel this way. I know that, but I need your love for her and I need your perspective. And so instantly he said, go visit the bride. Go visit churches uh-huh. and when you do don't judge her uh-huh. or condemn her she's already getting beat up mm-hmm. but tend to her as if you're a bridesmaid and so oh my gosh <laughs> like if that doesn't resonate through the very fiber of your being i know it like, gives me goosebumps when I say what that. if we all decided to tend to the bride of christ as if we were her bridesmaid yeah what a powerful, powerful statement. Like, excuse me while I just stop and have a moment with the <laughs> Lord over that one statement. What a, what a transformative statement that the Lord spoke to you. Yeah. Tend to the bride as if you're her bridesmaid. Like, if you guys don't walk away from anything else, from any of the podcasts I've ever done or will ever do, if you can walk away with that one piece of wisdom, your life will be altered forever, especially if you just don't hear it, but you allow it become part of who you are. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but no, I'm having fine. a moment I over totally here. I totally get girl. So um, I, I knew exactly where I was going to go and because um, I would take my kids to golf lessons, the first tee golf lessons at the uh, Lake Hefner golf course, uh-huh. and there was this church right across the street. It's like the first Nazarene or something, and every time I'd go by there, I'd say, I wonder what they do in there. Uh-huh. So I was like, that's where I'm going next Sunday. So we all went there, loved it, loved the pastor's heart. The people were awesome. We went on a journey where we probably visited a dozen or more churches. And they were all different kinds. We even went to one where it was like a, you know, Orthodox Catholic where the whole service was in Latin. Uh-huh. And I had to wear a handkerchief on my head. Right. <laughs> and and that, I remember you saying the story, a little lady handed you one, told yes, you what to do with yeah. it. How kind was the bride yeah. in that place? Yes. Right? Yeah. So, and, and, and I talked to one of the ladies afterwards and I said, um, you know, I'm coming from a totally different background and so I'm not trying to be disrespectful with this question. But what is it about this kind of service that you like that is that draws you here? And she said, well, when we're saying the prayers and when he's saying the prayers back and we're taking the communion, that's when I feel the presence of the Lord strongest in my life. Yeah. So I just realized through all those church visits that it takes all different kinds of churches, different denominations, different races, different cultures to allow his people to get into his presence and so they're all beautiful facets of the lord yeah and and you know one of the things i believe is i call i always say god is a little bit like a diamond in that there are so many facets and the more um 
the more valuable the diamond, the more facets there are in yeah. that diamond. And and so God just, if you examine every single facet mm -hmm. of the diamond, you, you really begin to understand, you see the true beauty of it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same way with the Lord. There are so many facets of God that we'll never discover this side of heaven. But as we do that, as we examine the different facets of who God is, we learn, we, we grow in our relationship with Him because we grow in our understanding of Him and all of that kind of thing. And so I think it's great when you talk about the the bride of Christ and, and there's just a lot of facets of who that is. Yeah. And, it, and each one of those, I really believe that each one of those, as long as Christ is the center of the, of the denomination itself, as long as the, they believe that the word of God is the true infallible word of God. Mm -hmm. And as long as they believe Jesus is the, is the salvation key. Jesus is the one way, the only way. Mm -hmm. Then they're that they're just a different facet of who God is, and they we learn instead of saying, "Well, that's that's not my that's not my tribe." We don't hang mm -hmm. with those people, right? Like I grew up in a church where basically, if you were Catholic, you were just down the laundry chute to hell. But I know a lot of Catholics <laughs> who love Jesus and love the Lord yes. and who are radically saved. Yeah. And and so you can't pigeonhole. Well, they're from that denomination, so they can't be right. Mm -hmm. And I love that, that you talk about it as a different facet of who God mm -hmm. is. And I think that's really awesome. And so, um, unfortunately, we're coming to the end. Like, that 20 minutes went super fast. <laughs> yeah. And I always want to finish our podcast with a little bit of fun. So this this says, I we did this in 20 minutes. Like, I have 10 more questions that I really wanted to talk to you about on our podcast. So we may have to do a second round of podcasts. <laughs> You're going to have to come back later. Okay. We're going to do another one. But I just want to do some fun stuff to start off, okay? okay. Uh, what is a movie that you watch over and over and you still love it? Oh, I really like Catch Me If You Can. Okay. That was a great... And Iron Man. And Iron Man. I love okay. that movie. Uh, tea or coffee? Coffee. Cream or sugar or black? Black. All right. Yay, black, black <laughs> coffee drinkers unite. <laughs> Woohoo! That's me. Okay. Um, uh, what is your uh, one song that, that always takes you into the presence of the Lord? Oh, goodness. It really... Anything from Jesus culture. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't pinpoint a song right now, but I, I really love the whole Bethel stream of music. Okay. Awesome. Right brained or left brained? I think right is creative. Right, right is yeah, creative. Okay. Totally right. Awesome. Uh, one thought that you want to leave the podcast listeners with that you think they need to know about the Lord? God's goodness is better than we know. That is so true, and that's a powerful. That is a powerful truth. God's mm -hmm. goodness is so much better than we yeah. know, and so um, think about that, ponder that, ask the Lord to show you that. Holy Spirit, just uh, really let them let Holy Spirit really infuse that into you because God is good. Mm -hmm. He is good, yeah. and 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 when we understand that. It changes everything. You know, it's funny because my spiritual dad would always say, "It's super simple, Melissa. Good God, bad devil." God is good, you know, and yeah. so we, we try to sometimes make it more complex because it makes us feel smarter than we probably are. <laughs> but anyway, well, I want to thank Jermaine for hanging out with yeah, me today on this edition me. of He Doesn't Waste a Thing. Now, if they wanted to, if somebody wanted to if, to connect with you in some way, how would they connect with you? Well, you can call myself it's, uh, or text me. It's 405-315-8091. Uh, okay, so she is brave and putting her cell phone out there for everybody to have. Um, <laughs> If they wanted to invite you to come and teach a Bible study for them, they could just call that number and you'd be up for that, right? I guess so. 
Right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know what? If you are looking to find out more about Jermaine's Bible study that she has going right now, give her a call. Tell us the number again they would call. 405-315-8091. Okay. And uh, you know what? I'm going to have you back because I have like a lot more questions we want to talk about, a lot of other things because her relationship with the Lord is really beautiful and I want to get able to get more in depth on that, but I feel like Holy Spirit sort of led us down the homeschooling path uh, today. And that's great because I think there's, that meets a lot of people out there. So, uh, thank Thank you for joining me on the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. Remember that uh, I'm also available if you want to con- contact me for uh, to speak to your women or to uh, find out more about marriage counseling and things like that that we do. You can always reach us at our website at bridgebuildermm.org. That's bridgebuildermm, like marriageministry.org. Um, and I want to hear from you. Uh, there's a, You can connect straight through our website for any of your needs. If you want to purchase any of our books or couples devotionals, you can also do that through our website. So until we come back, until you meet one of my new friends uh, next time, thank you for joining me on the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. See you soon.